0: This is A Couple of Thespians. I'm Katie. And
1: this is Elaine. And we're going to
0: dish the tea.
1: So, hi Elaine. What are we drinking for tea today? Today I have Cream Earl Grey, actually. It's my favorite, oh, by Tivana. Lovely.
0: Tivana, that's lovely. I'm trying your um, apple cider tea. Is that also by... Um, that is by Tivana. Ooh, Tivana as well. It's lovely. I like the color of it. I put a dollop of honey in mine. How
1: do you do yours? Uh, black.
0: Oh, nice. With uh,
1: some splendor. That's all I have in there. Right
0: Fabulous. Now. I did just a little drop of honey and it's got a nice spice to it. Um, what do you like about your tea?
1: Have you ever had Earl Cream Gray?
0: I've not had Earl Cream Gray.
1: So it's. Have you had regular gr- Earl Gray? I believe
0: I've had regular Earl Gray. I don't know if I've had it correctly.
1: Okay, so this one has vanilla in it which is weird because i actually don't like vanilla okay i don't like the smell of vanilla i don't like the taste of vanilla this one has kind of a a creamy vanilla kind of flavor to it it's really interesting i actually got obsessed by it and this is the fourth container of this tea that i've bought in the last probably month and a half oh that's awesome i have been living
0: off of like pretty much since the pandemic hit nothing but like sleepy time vanilla or sleepy time honey
1: oh you like vanilla
0: i like vanilla um I'm kind of vanilla. So, this week we're going to talk about ghosts and goblins and all spooky things that are going on in Halloween. But really, we want to talk about costumes and candy and what we like about the holiday. So, what are some of your favorite things for Halloween?
1: I like decorations, but here's the thing, Katie my whole house looks like Halloween <laughs> year round. Year it around. doesn't matter when it is, but it looks like Halloween. So I I have an affinity for Halloween.
0: Halloween's one of my favorites. Um, There are certain decorations that we sort of have year round, like I'm sure you do as well. Like we always have gargoyles. We have uh, one one thing of soap in the bathroom downstairs that says venom on it and has a bat that I just don't put away.
1: (laughs) I recently persuaded my husband to let me paint the dining room orange and black. That's amazing. So that is my dedication to Halloween.
0: Well, one of the things that I will tell people is um, when we want to decorate, the kids always want to decorate early, and I'm always like, yes, of course, (laughs) we should decorate early. Um, And people are like, no, it shouldn't be before October. And I was like, well, why? We're helping to keep the Christmas creep at bay. There you go. (laughs) Um, So what are some of your favorite Halloween costumes?
1: You know, growing up in the UK, we really didn't uh, do Halloween like it's done here in the US. So I have vague memories of going around in Scotland because I was born in Scotland um, at my aunt's house going trick or treating and banging pots and pans and making people give us candy, but it's nothing like it is here. So that was really eye opening for me to come here and see Halloween. Yeah, I
0: can imagine that's gotta be quite different. Now, um, I live out in the boondocks in Dedham. So one of the things that I've noticed ever since I've been here, we're going on 18 years now, we never get trick-or-treaters. We had a couple of people come, like literally a couple. We'd have two people from the neighborhood come and we'd buy tons of candy for them and they'd get as much as they wanted. What's it like in Bangor? This time of year.
1: So I live uh, on the, I would call it the outskirts of Bangor. So for us, we really don't get anybody at all. Really? I've never, we've been in our house uh, coming up, I think, five years and never really had anybody knock on the door at all. Well, there. But here's the thing. So... With some theater company we've done a halloween show for the last five years this is our fifth year in operation so i'm never really home anyway so i wouldn't really really know but there's not much halloween action on our street yep
0: so well let's talk about theater then so let's talk about woman in black and the halloween experience people can expect
1: so i think we're well known for our halloween shows we've done all kinds of things from evil dead twice um carrie we've done uh, little shop of horrors so this is actually our first year ever doing a play for halloween really yes and it's a two-person play at that so this is the fun story of uh woman in black is the fact that this theater company in england had a surplus of money left over from a grant so they put together this show actually for christmas of all <laughs> things and it became a huge success Right now, the show has been taken over by the McKittrick Hotel in New York uh, for their Sleep No More. They were doing the Scottish play, but they switched to Women in Black and i wrote to them and asked whether we could have the rights and they put me in touch with the production uh company and a lovely gentleman from england actually wrote to me so we had this whole conversation and he said that he promised me that he would get our company the rights and he did and so we got the rights to woman in black so it's a great creepy ghosty story that's suspenseful with some surprises and i'm really excited that we're getting to do it
0: that is awesome now you're also having um Costume contest, there's going to be socially distanced costume contest, there's going to be candy, um, so that sounds like a really nice Halloween experience, actually on Halloween, when it's hard to find live Halloween experiences. Yeah, and
1: this one's more geared towards adults, so, you know. yeah trick or treat with the kids and then come and do a uh, woman in black here with us. And so it's socially distant, but at the same time, the way that our spaces, it feels intimate, even though you don't have people close to you, you still feel like you're sharing this experience. So yeah, we'll have candy and we'll have a great time.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Um, so let's take a, a little moment to talk about some of the other live um Halloween experiences that you might be looking for in addition to Woman in Black. Um, Did you want to start with uh,
1: the Morgan Hill? Sure. So uh, Jill Conley, and her husband, Ryan, they own the Morgan Hill Event Center. That's kind of a new venture for them. And they are doing a Trunk or Treat event, which is this Saturday. I believe it's by ticket only. And okay. I think they may have sold out. But they do have a contact, Samantha at MorganHillEventCenter.com. So you can kind of email her. And if any tickets get returned, you can go and Trunk or Treat there. And they're taking all the safety precautions that they need to. So... Jill and her husband, actually, the Morgan Hill Event Center sponsored uh, some theater company, one of our shows. Oh, that's so awesome. It's nice to give back to them and give them a shout out and uh,
0: rock on. Yeah. And uh, also, here in the Bangor Mall, which is our new home for some theater company, um, there's Maniac Manor, which is going to be having a terrifying um, adults only um, haunted house experience on October 31st through uh, November 1st as well as November 6th, 7th, and 8th. You're gonna wanna find them on Facebook. Uh, They're all evening um, haunted house events uh, for $15 here at the mall, um, which sounds like a terrifying experience. So tonight,
1: shh, Jerry and I are gonna go get a sneak peek of the manor oh, no. which is exciting uh so john mccann i've actually been to one of his haunted houses before uh he did one at UMaine. i remember going on campus and it was terrifying oh dear so uh john is an expert a professional at halloween so yeah i'm excited to oh see that's what he's scary got up his sleeve.
0: have you been to um what what are some of your most memorable haunted houses that you've been into
1: So I hate strobe lights, Uh which is hilarious because I put them in my shows, (laughs) so I actually close my eyes when they come on. So I hate strobe, so I've never been to a haunted house or a haunted hayride or anything because I just don't do strobe.
0: Okay, well that makes sense. I went to one, this was ages and ages ago, because you know me, I'm kind of a soft touch whenever it comes to something scary. Um, but I went to one of those. It was a year-round live haunted house. And they had all sorts of scary stuff. People coming right at you. Freddy Krueger coming at you. They had a lot of m- horror um, movie icons. and But the scariest room was after you walked through like a meat locker. And like the, the conveyor belt would stop, start going and bump into you. And then it became body bags. Was when there were just alcoves upon alcoves of Mike Myers from Halloween. And none of them moved. Like you thought they were. But none of them moved, so you're just waiting for them, waiting for them to move, and they didn't ever. I hated it. It was awesome.
1: <laughs> I remember making you scream in Haunting of Hill House.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, I screamed a couple times in Haunting of Hill House. Um, and those were not stage screams. I'm uh, I'm a terrible person to watch a scary movie with. Absolutely terrible. I'll talk through it because I get so nervous.
1: Um, I can't do... I can do most horror movies, I cannot do anything that's about possession because I truly believe that could happen. And so I get very freaked out. And if anything ever comes on television, that's the exorcist. I cover, close my eyes, put my fingers in my ears and say la 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 as much (laughs) as I can because I cannot do that movie at all. It's just off limits.
0: Oh boy, it's the music for me. You guys get me with the music every time. It could be the dumbest premise. And I could know logically, this is a dumb premise, but if you play the suspenseful music, I'm like,
1: okay, just stop. Stop. So note to self, make suspenseful music <laughs> in <laughs> Women in Black. <laughs> um,
0: so yeah, that sounds like it's going to be a great Halloween. So yes, let's talk a little bit about how you opened our fall season with an early terrifying experience of The Haunting of Hill House.
1: So we would had this concept of doing a scary summer season, and we were going to do it as something that we did annually. So Hill House was always on our agenda when COVID hit, we weren't really sure what to do. We looked at the script; it was seven people, and that seemed doable. And it ended up that we cast it with uh, units of people. So we actually have five people that were they coexist, so they're around each other all the time. So that was really nice. And then just two people who were socially distant and working from home.
0: Nice.
1: Uh, so that's kind of how we navigated that. Um, it was just, it's just a great show. It had been on my bucket list for a really long time. So we thought, why not? Let's, let's try it out. It was so psychologically
0: freaky too. We, my friend Aaron and I who went to see it, we were talking about it for weeks after just like, it made us want to go revisit the books. And I even managed to watch five minutes of the haunting of Hill house on Netflix before I bailed.
1: You did? I just <laughs> finished uh, blind man. which Ooh, is, is a good? one.
0: Yeah. So it's
1: based on *Turn of the Screw*, which we have the rights to do that yes. show. Um, so we'll do that sometime in the next season. But uh, it was okay. I yeah, think I liked *The Haunting of Hill House* better. I'm not quite sure that this one worked as well as the other one. Gotcha. I can
0: I can see that. Um, actually, I can't because I can't sit through *Haunting of Hill House* the first time. So, I can watch. The, I watched the older movie, the one that came out. I believe it was. The black and white. No, well, I watched that one. I can watch older movies for some reason. The one that came out, I want to say, in the late '90s, early 2000s. Oh,
1: Catherine Zeta-Jones. Yes. Yeah, Owen Wilson and um, Liam Nielsen. Yes. Yes. yes,
0: that was interesting. That was interesting, and I, I had a bit more nerve back then. um but yeah so scary experiences seem to be your cup of tea you you also don't shy away from the gore no I like gore yeah so tell us tell us about some like your, your practical effects like what are some of your favorite things to do
1: I think my favorite effect that we've ever done was Agnes of God and we gave her stigmata so she actually just spontaneously bled from her hands in the middle of the show and um, it was actually Aaron that came up with the idea of how to do it and it was genius and it just surprised everybody every time so I think that's probably my favorite effect that we've ever done that sounds amazing I know you can't see my face but I'm kind of agog So dumping, you know, gallons of blood on Sylvia's head and Carrie, that was, you know, (laughs) that was fun too. I mean, she was a great sport about that. Um, The trick with that one was, can you imagine being someone knowing that this gloopy, nasty mess is going to land on your head and anticipating that? And then she had an expensive microphone on, so she had to be aware of that and then just standing there and letting it drop on your head. That's amazing. Yes. I mean... It took a couple of go rounds to get it right, but uh, she was a great sport. So that was a lot of fun too, but washing her dress constantly, not so much. Was it just the one dress? One dress. Wow. So I have a great recipe for stage blood that's edible, non-toxic, and washable. (laughs) (laughs) We did a lot of testing, but it is washable. So we would wash her dress, and then on the two show days with the matinee in the evening, we'd have to uh, use a hairdryer to dry, dry it, and sometimes it was a little damp wow that's amazing this is great um well while we're talking
0: about practical effects uh what are some of your favorite because one of my favorite things about halloween is the kids and getting the kids all ready. what are some of your your kids like all-time favorite halloween costumes and um did you help so
1: i am the worst mother <laughs> uh, my kids have never really done trick-or-treating So, I mean, Aaron and Logan did to an extent, and that was fun. But in the last uh, 15 years, no, because Quinn has a peanut tree nut allergy, and so it just made life really difficult. Yep. So I was the manager of Spirit Halloween here in Bangor for three years. So I used to get my staff to kind of hide around the store and he'd come in, little old Quinn, you know, teeny tiny Quinn with his bucket and he'd go trick or treating with the candy that I had bought and given my staff to hand him. And he always thought that was great. That's so awesome. they always wanted to be, um, you know, superheroes. So. Oh,
0: that's great. But that's about
1: it. What about your three?
0: My three, um, well, we when they were really little, and for those of you who don't know, I have triplets. Um, and so when they were really little, we did, like, the three bears. Um, and all of this is, like, secondhand stuff. I'm not the craftiest person in the world, as as we have discussed. Um, I do work on, on getting better at crafty, but um, I'm really good at hodgepodging stuff together. <laughs> so, um, but as they've gotten older, um, the themes went for, we had one year where they, Could all fit into and we wore dragon outfits for the kids and I dressed up as the mother of dragons from Game of Thrones. Nice. (laughs) I had a blue dress and a and a white wig and there's a picture I think I sent it to you of me um, with a cup of coffee and we were all roaring as our picture was getting taken I was probably screaming a little bit so they were um, they were very young at that time but now they're all picking their own costumes and they've gotten a little bit more interested in stuff. Alice really wanted to be a pumpkin scarecrow. Paul, I believe, thinks he's going to be a pit fiend this year, which is from D&D. It's a big devil, but it's also like he's dragons with um, armor and weapons and stuff like that. So that's been really fun. And Eleanor is, uh, we found this like dinosaur it looks like she's riding a T-Rex, essentially, is what it is. It's a pair of pants that look, make it look like dinosaur legs, and then there's a stuffed T-Rex, and sh- it has reins on it, and she's going to wear an army hat. And <laughs> <laughs> she has become an army dinosaur rider. So I love that. Yeah, she, and she's pumped about it, so that's that's this year.
1: So do you take them around bang? What will you do this year? Well, this to, like, year... You can't take them around bang? Yeah,
0: there's, uh, usually what we do is... Um, It used to be the school would have like a trunk or treat or something like that. Um, This year, we're probably going to see what's around for lights on in the neighborhood and and hit that. We're also going to do something with their grandparents um, and have them and their little cousin like run around the pasture at different points in the pasture and um, do trick-or-treating that way and maybe hit some of the events like the um the don't touch trunk or treat in bangor if there's still um availability for stuff like that so they'll they'll be something for someone and they're going to have a good time we're going to be making rice crispy treats and we're going to be watching not scary movies but like we've already started with the nightmare before christmas and they have a huge fondness for the curious george boo fest so do your kids have a favorite candy Well, the girls, um, are astoundingly picky when it comes to, uh, to candy and sweets and stuff like that. So anything that's too sticky or, um, the girls won't eat chocolate. My son is a whole different story. He'll eat. If there's a candy, he'll, he'll eat it. Um, but the girls, it's fruit candies, stuff like gummy worms, um, lollipops, things like that. They like, um, but if it's chocolate or if it's, um, if it's frosted, no cake. Wow. Um, yeah, they'll eat cookies and they'll decorate cookies, but they like the cookies without the frosting better.
1: That's super interesting. It's funny.
0: Yeah. But that's, uh, that's sort of what we do with that. Um, so yeah, that's, that's my, my Halloween experience. We'll see what it's like this year. It's going to be fun no matter what we do. COVID wean. COVID wean.
1: <laughs> COVID wean. You'll have to bring them here. Maybe yes. We can do, we'll get some candy and do. Oh, well, handing out of candy we will have lots and i have candy so if you
0: need candy to hand out <laughs>
1: i've got like buckets i uh i have had at my house a bowl of mini um they're not dum dums, but they're that size, but they're like mini Tootsie roll yep. pops. Yep. So those have been in our house for the last, well, I wanna say about four or five weeks. Nice. Surprisingly, I still have half a bowl. Whoa. I know, it's kinda of weird.
0: Yeah, we've uh I had to hide the candy. Like I bought some a little while ago, just sort of scrolled it away. And um, and they love dots, Those the ones that will rip your teeth out, like if you chew on them. Oh, on, on the them. paper? Well, not the, not the sugar dots. The, the ones that are like little gumdrops, but oh, okay. like they're made out of super glue. Um,
1: <laughs> they love those. I think Logan likes those. Yeah. Um, there's some candy I question. Did you notice I bought a bag of candy? Oh, it must have been Hill House. It was Hill I House. I put a bag of candy out the back, and it was one of those child's play bags. Yes. And uh, everything got eaten out of there except the Tootsie Rolls. I'm. I'm slowly
0: working my way through the Tootsie Rolls while we're playing Dungeons and Dragons.
1: Oh, you are. Yes.
0: So tell us about Dungeons and
1: Dragons. How's that going?
0: Well, that's going really well. It's been a little. It's been a little hard with schedules uh, this October, partly because of craziness at work and just people having schedule conflicts and getting sick and stuff like that. Like not COVID sick, but just normal sickness and we don't meet like we there's no Dungeons and Dragons if people aren't feeling
1: good so Dungeons and Dragons that's like Halloween year round
0: it is like Halloween year round so um, this sort of came from we were wrapping up puffs back in March early early March and there was a group of us backstage we were talking about Dungeons and Dragons and a few people uh, Becky and uh, she mentioned her husband Zach had never played been wanted to play and Tammy said her husband loved playing and needed a group to play with. And it was a mix of that. Like some people who had never ever played before and some people who had played and some people who hadn't played in a long time and would like to again. And so I was like, well, geez, I could probably do a game. Like it's been a while since I've game mastered anything but I could probably put something together. And, and from there it turned into um, GMing for, I think it was initially nine people when Jake was still in there. Um, which was a lot Uh, (laughs) lot. (laughs) I found out Um, because usually the most I'd ever done a run a game for was like two or three people um, which is a considerably more manageable game so we had a large group I think we we ended up averaging around seven people per session and um, and I'm doing a homebrew which means I'm making up the world and sort of fudging the rules um, of the published games a little bit mostly for flavor like it's the rules remain the same, um, but the items and stuff might be different or the place names are different. Uh, so it's been uh, it's been a huge hit. It's been like my creative outlet for the course of the pandemic. I get to create my little world. Um, Tammy's husband, um, Nate has been helping a lot with that. He's been making the maps and he's been helping craft some of the other cultures and stuff like that, that are like places that I hadn't really given much thought to. I'm basing it off of a book that I was writing from a couple years ago. <laughs> So it's wicked nerdy fun. Um, And we have a Facebook group that you can sort of follow our exploits. And as this sort of trucks along, it's been strange during COVID because we've had to zoom in for some of them or discord on some of them. Um, But as things progress, we'd like to get more people involved, learning how to GM, painting minis, um, all sorts of like just fun, geeky, dicey stuff
1: nice yeah I may have to come along and learn how to roll up a character we will
0: roll up a character with the lane that'll be awesome that yeah. can be a whole thing we can post it on the internet I
1: don't know about that
0: <laughs> <laughs> and and that's some of the the projects that we have so um What are some things that we want to talk about for our next episode?
1: So I believe uh, we have uh, Becky Adams joining us for our next episode. That's exciting. She's going to talk a little bit about doing costumes
0: and cosplay and stage makeup.
1: I think so. That's exciting. Oh, well, she can tell you her history of being on Heroes of Cosplay. She was on the Sci-Fi Channel's Heroes of Cosplay. Sci-Fi
0: Channel Heroes of Cosplay. That sounds exciting. Well, we're looking forward to that. I've been Katie and this has been Elaine and we're a couple of thespians.